Good Health by Claudia, a podcast with me, Denny Schaefer, a production of Denny Radio. It is episode 53. Woo-hoo! It's called supporting your immune system while traveling. Our disclaimer, traveling. of course, the information contained in these podcasts is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or health condition. Please consult a qualified healthcare professional if you do have a medical condition. The yep. FDA has not evaluated the information on this podcast, which represents the opinion of the hosts and or guests. Claudia, welcome back to the podcast and this cold, cruddy weather. Uh, you just got back from a, uh, a a bucket list kind of vacation. Tell everybody that, and, and we're going to be talking about because it's holiday season. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about because everybody's going to be traveling. We're all going to be going somewhere. We're going to be yep. with our germ-carrying relatives and strangers. <laughs> so we want to talk about supporting your immune system while traveling. Where yeah. were you? And, uh, you know, tell us if you want to, who you were with and how long you were gone and all of that. So it was my boys and I traveling through Europe for two weeks with some dear, dear friends. And it's something that I've always wanted to see France, Italy, and Switzerland. And uh, Jim has never wanted to travel internationally. So um, the opportunity came up. And uh, my dear friend, Kelly, her mother, her sweet mother, Carolyn, turned 80 this year. And she wanted to go travel through Europe. So she, we were asked to go. And the boys wanted to go, which I was really grateful because it was, it's a big trip we went on. We were in seven countries in 14 days. I mean, it was quite incredible. And... Um, so, but, but the birthday girl wanted to go to Europe and we were invited. We were very grateful. The boys said they wanted to go. So we went, there was a group of 12 of us, all dear friends. And, um, we met up with a tour group in Rome. So other people from different areas of the world joined us, wonderful, lovely people. And then in Milan, another group of uh, travelers joined us. So here we were a group of uh, 38 people. Many of us had never met, but after traveling together with a group of people, it's, an, it's very interesting how you become bonded with perfect strangers. And these are people that all of us will always remember forever because we were just very, very blessed. It was a big group, but everybody was sweet and kind and watching out for one another. And some of the people uh, that joined us, they do a lot of international traveling. So, you know, it was a, it was a beautiful trip. We started in Rome. And we right, went- hold on. Let's just back up for a second because okay. I, I got a zillion questions for you. First oh, off, when I think of you and your boys backpacking through Europe, I'm thinking, okay, were you backpacking? Did you guys tent? Were you like college kids or you no. had all your housing all set up, I- hotels and all that? You know, we did. We went through a tour group called Tour Radar. Um, and that's where uh, Kelly sent everything, set everything up. She did a great job. This group was a great tour group. We had a wonderful young man. I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, our tour guide that we were with for two weeks, he was terrific. He was um, from, actually, he's from Hungary. And um, he travels all over the place and just a wonderful young man. And that's what and, he does. He gets paid to take a bunch of yeah. uh, people around to and, different countries. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, it was very so cool. He was with you for the entire trip. 
the entire trip. And so going from one city to the next, we were on the rail, what they call the rail, the train. So that's, we literally went from Rome all the way up to Amsterdam um, on different trains. And it was quite, quite amazing. Europe is a beautiful, uh, you know, when you're in Italy and what we saw in France, and then we were in Germany, we were in Switzerland. I mean, these are incredible places to visit, to witness, to learn the history, to feel the history. I mean, when you're in Rome, and there's a lot of people there, um, we were very blessed to, we got tickets to the Vatican. We, we toured the Vatican. We saw the Sistine Chapel, but there's a lot of people there. So um, I'm grateful to see Rome uh, once in my lifetime. I probably, it's a beautiful place, but I don't know that I would go back only because there's so many people. It's really quite amazing. But we went from Rome to Florence, was, which was, mag- it's all magnificent. I mean, the artwork, the architecture, the, the, the dedication to what, what these earlier uh, cult, you know, what they created over the hundred, how many hundreds of years. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's very, when you see these big basilicas and churches and, you know, buildings that took 200 years just to create, it, 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 it makes you pause for a moment. I mean, it's quite amazing. You know, I grew up in the United States and I'm grateful to be born in the United States. And then you get to other countries and you look around and incredible stuff. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful statues everywhere. And, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. It seems that there were a lot of wars and conquerors and all these things. But throughout, as we traveled through Europe, it all these buildings and statues are telling the story of history. It's phenomenal. So we went from Rome to Florence, to Venice, Milan, we were in Switzerland for a couple days. From Switzerland, we went to Germany. From, and then we went to Luxembourg. We were in Paris for a couple days. Then we went to Brussels and we flew out of Amsterdam. So every city was magnificent. Uh, the artwork, I don't even know how to put it into words. We have a few pictures we're going to show. But between our group, we must have taken you know, a thousand pictures or more. I mean, they're beautiful. Um, But it was very moving. It was very touching to me, especially, you know, we're in Florence and we're walking on the same cobblestones that Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo have walked. And that really moved me. It really touched me. It's, it's, you know, it's amazing history through, through that part of the country. And I was just really grateful to be able to experience it. All right. We've got, we've got some questions and comments already. Uh, and I obviously have a bunch. Debbie says, uh, isn't it humbling to stand on the exact same places as the people we have learned about in history, yes. isn't it? So exactly what you were just saying. Yes, it's a very humbling, very beautiful, very, uh, it, you know, I don't. I don't often not have a lot of words for things, but walking through Europe, it, it, it's, it's breathtaking. And, and there's no words for it. The beauty wait, is, wait, 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 the beauty are you is telling beyond. me when you were on this trip, there were certain portions of the day where you didn't have any words. I mean, you just, you, you're looking at the magnificence. Yeah. I mean, this, these are not the, 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 the skill and the, the artisans that created these buildings and these statues. These are, 
there's so much detail. And, you know, you, I, I mean, to Debbie's point, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a reality check when you realize here are buildings that have stood for thousands of years. And let's face it, in the United States, they can't even make a washing machine that lasts more than five years. I mean, it's like, come on, people. So it was really amazing stuff to witness. Well, and yeah, we can't even make roads that last five years. All right. That's, so that was a better a example question. I should have said. Yes. Steve says, how would you compare the health to Americans to the health of Italy or Europeans in general? Well, did you notice, did you notice like, you know, uh, well, anyway, I'll let you answer the question. I was going to say something snarky. Well, you know, it's interesting. Over the years, countless customers that have traveled to Europe have told me they could eat all kinds of food there and not react adversely to it, that when they eat it here in the United States, they react adversely. I've heard it over and over and over, and it's exactly what we experienced. You know, you get there and everything is just, the food is so fresh. And it's very interesting. There's a lot of food. First of all, Europe doesn't allow a lot of the junk in their food supply that the FDA allows in ours. And right. that's, that's the first thing everybody should be questioning. They should be calling the FDA and asking them, why are you allowing all this crap in our food? Because there were munchy foods that are made in the U.S. and what they, what they send to Europe didn't have a lot of the junk in the crummy food that that they put here in the United States. So like so preservatives in, and things in like Europe, that? Yes, they don't allow growth hormones. They don't allow GMOs. They don't allow artificial dyes. They don't allow bromine in the in the in the dough, you know, in the in the all the flour and everywhere you go, there's beautiful. In fact, I was so enthralled with the buildings and the statues and the, all the figurine, all of it. I didn't take many pictures of the food, which is now looking back on it, I probably should have. But, you know, all through Italy and France, you see amazing bakeries. And I mean, they're just beautiful. There's breads of every kind and there's dark breads and all these, you know, all these beautiful I don't even know what kind they were. There were many selections of breads. Of course, there's croissants everywhere. There's pastries everywhere. And it's it's very interesting. You don't see overweight Europeans. It, it's very interesting thing. So, you know, their food quality is much better than ours. And they're always walking and they're biking. And, you know, when like in Toledo, when we want to go somewhere, you have to drive somewhere. But in old, you know, in, in those old cities, people walk. They're walking everywhere. Well, there's a lot of cars, too. I've never seen so many cars. Uh, interesting how they drive in Rome and Paris. There's <laughs> nobody stays in their lane. There's people going every which way. There's, you know, cars in the over here on the right turning left. And there's, you know, they're over here on the left going right. And you've got bikes and motorcycles and people walking. So it truly is a very, very different culture. So they're, they're the, I, I haven't looked into, you know, when I study all these years, I study health in the United States. I haven't, really delved into, you know, what they're dealing with in Europe. But I can tell you, we did not see any overweight Europeans. It was, it was, it was amazing. And it was a wonderful thing to see.
So do you uh, do you believe that the food tasted better in Europe than it does oh, here? Oh, it's clean. It's fresh. I actually, it was so nice to be able to order a steak in a restaurant. And now, you know, I don't eat commercial meat ever. And so it was wonderful to be able to eat a steak in Italy and not wonder what they did to it. I mean, it was really a blessing, but but it brings it should bring everybody back to this conversation. Why is the FDA allowing the crap to happen to our food? And it's getting worse. They're, they open the door to genetic engineering. Uh, we're going to have a guest on. We're going to ha- get into an in-depth conversation about GMOs and what they're doing. You know, everybody making this junk wants to tell, convince everybody that it's safe and wonderful. Well, how do they know? What are they basing that on? They're using the American public as the experiment. And a lot of people don't want to be part of the experiment. So it's very sad what's happening to our food supply in the United States. And I'd love to see people calling the FDA and asking them, what what is going on? What are you doing? Why are you allowing this? Because the food in Europe, beautiful. It was fantastic. All right, so let's back up because a lot of us are going to be traveling. And hello, Debbie Turner, who is uh, watching in Waco, Texas. She loves the podcast. Oh, thank you. And Tommy Otwell and Steve Bowerly. And thank you. And if you guys have any comments or questions, put them in the comment section. I'll ask Claudia if we have time to get to them all. So a lot of us are going to be traveling. A lot of people are going to be getting on planes. They're going to be, you know. So you knew you had this trip coming up. Yep. How soon do you start uh, prepping your immune system before you leave? And, and what does that process look like? Well, that's a good question. Anyone that knows me, I've been saying every day for years, support your immune system every single day of your life. Keep it strong. Give it the tools. And of course, the tools are from nature. It's not about pharmaceuticals. It's about how we nourish our immune system. Our immune system is a phenomenal system. It's very wise. It's very detailed. Anybody that ever was in school studying cellular biology, I mean, our immune system is fantastic. Unfortunately, Western medicine ignores it. It's trying to convince everybody that it's, it has no use. But in reality, it's there to work for us. So I support my immune system every day. When I was in Europe, I kicked some things up. So um, I'm going to show some products. They're not in any particular order. To me, they're all important. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of Monolaurin. I've talked about this product before. Um, this product, I believe, ecological formulas might have been, at least to my knowledge, I think they were one of the first companies to make monolaurin. Anyone that has come in the store, we have, I don't know, we've put thousands of people on monolaurin over the years. I started it in the 80s. Pat Bassett brought it in when I worked at the store, looked at the literature, Very a lot of research. You can go to PubMed. There's a lot of research on monolaurin. It's a, it's a very important Uh, It has natural antiviral properties. I take it every day. I have for years. I don't go without it. And like all the natural antivirals, they all address a virus in a different way. Monolaurin, lauric acid, which is, uh, by the way, lauric acid is natural occurring in breast milk. So it's very important for human health. Uh, We've had 
babies and small children on it over the years if for, they have particular issues that they need it. But I encourage all adults to take it every day. Um, it, what we know that it does through research, it helps to weaken the protective, what they call the envelope around the virus. It's a, it's a, it's a lipoprotein that protects it. It's why it's so hard for our body to deal with viruses. So monolaurin, I, I'm a fan of it. I've taken it every day. I doubled it. I doubled my dose through Europe. And remember, we were on public transit from Rome to Amsterdam. We were around thousands and thousands and thousands of people from all over the world. You know, you're sitting on the train and you hear people coughing and sneezing and whatever. Um, so monolaurin is something I encourage everybody to get into your uh, uh, natural toolbox. Now, we've sold ecological formulas for many, many years. Solaray came out with one also. Solaray, you know, if you can't find ecological formulas, look for Solaray. Great product. And then I also did olive leaf, which is antiviral has antiviral properties, uh, among other things. But I've always learned it, and we promote it mainly for its beautiful antiviral activity. So uh, when I'm home, I'm, I do one or the other. But in Europe, I did both every day, every single day. The other thing I did, I took a big bottle of silver. There it is. I, yeah. I tell you, my family swears by that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, every day, I'm I'm four or five squirts under the tongue at least twice, three times a day. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that stuff for me is wonderful. It's an amazing product. And uh, I was looking back, uh, Sally Bird, my dear friend, who's the national educator for uh, Silver Biotics. Anybody interested can look back at episode nine is when we first talked, we educated about silver. So I took a big bottle. You know, I was concerned about traveling internationally with supplements. Especially, I took two big baggies, and I wrote right on them, supplements. Um, when I looked at the TSA website, they said, no big deal traveling with supplements. It's good. It's fine. You can put them in baggies if you want. It was no big deal. But when I looked traveling internationally, they really encouraged keeping them in the original packaging. And that's what I did. They were all sealed. I had two full um, plastic bags and I wrote right on it supplements and they were right the bag I checked they were right on the top so if they opened it they could very clearly see these are supplements they're all in their their original container so uh, and of course vitamin C I'm a fan of vitamin C always yeah, have too. been uh, now this particular one by North American urban spice which we had we had them on as well I didn't look back to see what episode, but this is a great company. Uh, this particular one is food-based. I'm a fan of food-based vitamin C. So vitamin C is an important nutrient. I do um, encourage people to take it. But once they started, you know, mo a lot of the vitamin C ascorbic acid in the United States is coming from fermented corn. And once they started genetically playing with the corn, how many years ago, that's when I personally switched to food-based. So this pure C it's a great product, nice product to look for. So I did that. Um, of course, with all the walking we did, we were walking five to six miles most days, um, which was wonderful. But, you know, you're walking on cobble, cobblestones. And um, 
they're interesting to walk on. I, I, you see all these women in Italy and France, and they're walking on these cobblestones in stiletto heels. Hats off to them, man. I was in my tennies, and the second night in Europe, I tripped on one of the cobblestones. We were walking uh -oh. back from a restaurant, and um, I tripped, and uh, of course, Arnica, Arnica to the rescue, man. In fact, I took a big tube and by the time the group used it, we all used it, it was gone and we had to find more. I think Kelly found more in Germany. So Arnica is something and it says right on it, muscle pain, stiffness, swelling from injuries, bruises. This is an amazing product. Once somebody tries Arnica, they will always have it in their home and travel with it. So I took this, I used it topically. Um, I always travel also with the pellets, the homeopathic pellets. I don't have them to show, but we did. Everybody used a lot of the Arnica topically. I took extra strength turmeric, turmeric. This is a great product, Terry Natural. We've had this company on. Uh, this particular product has some Boswella in it. Another beautiful anti-inflammatory. So with all the walking and, you know, Europe, one thing I learned about Europe, there's a lot of stairs in Europe. There's stairs everywhere. And, and especially when you're in Venice, you know, there's a lot of stairs. And anyway, they're everywhere. So I took uh, my turmeric every day. And um, had some people asking me if they could have some. Of course, I always take enough for everybody. A um, couple other things I want to show you. This is a wonderful hand sanitizer made with silver. A friend of mine makes this. Uh, it's out of Cleveland. It's a great hand, uh, hand sanitizer. It's silver with essential oils in it. And every time I pulled this out, everybody stuck their hands out because I'd squirt their hands. It's very, it doesn't get sticky like some uh, sanitizers do. It has a pleasant scent and it makes your hands feel clean. So I traveled with that. Um, I traveled quercetin. A lot of, you know, we've sold quercetin for years, many, many years in health food stores. We've always used it for uh, inflammation from histamine reactions, meaning allergies. So quercetin has been used for many years for respiratory inflammation and other forms of inflammation. Um, but it's very, it's, it's very supportive to healthy lungs. So I took this every day. So I did a lot of things just to protect, you know, remember, just like our guest, um, Nate Jones uh, last week talked about how you know, these bacterias and viruses come through our nose and our mouth and they're coming that way. So you want to protect yourself. Now, I did not travel with this, but, and, and uh, I said this last week, we've put, we started carrying this product when the company started. So that's early 2000 something. And I've never used it for myself, even though we've guided hundreds of people to it because I don't have a history of sinus or ear issues or anything like that. But after the podcast last week, which I would encourage everybody to watch, was a great podcast. Nate did a great job. This is something that I think people should travel with because it's very supportive to cleansing 
the membranes of the nose and the mouth. Very great product. So I, I uh, travel with that. Well, in my work bag, when, you know, whenever I go to work, it's always with me because you just never yep. know, you know, yes. working at a radio station, we got foul air. So I'm always, I'm always using that product and it is a great product. And I'm glad that you brought that up when you travel uh, to other countries. We just did a broadcast in Canada. So you had to go through customs and I, I wasn't sure what supplements I could bring. Right. And so I did what you did. I went up on the website and they said, yeah. you know, as long as you're not bringing in cases of the stuff and you're going to be selling it. Right. As long as it's for personal use. Yes. You know, you're in pretty good shape. Now, getting on an airplane might be a little different because we just drove over to Windsor from Detroit. So but that that is right. nice to know that you can uh, put together your travel bag to. I mean, overall, how did everybody feel on the trip? Did did you have any issues at all? You're 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 dealing with different kind of plant life and and different types of air quality. You know, a lot you know, of cars, a lot of lot of pollution. How did you feel for the whole trip? Well, I felt great. Uh, if anything, I got tired, so I took. Oh, I forgot royal jelly. I didn't. I don't have it here in my pile, but I take royal jelly every day anyway, and I took ashwagandha. Because, you know, traveling and, you know, you can get very fatigued and getting on and off of trains when you don't know which way you're going. And we were a big group. So um, I also took ashwagandha, which helps the body, gives you some energy and helps it deal with stress. Um, but, you know, there were people in, in, in our group that got sniffly and, you know, but those that took the herbs felt better. So, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to share one of the products. Um, well, I don't know where it is right now. Uh, I, we talked, oh, right here, Kick-Ass Immune. I love I took, that stuff. It's a great product. And it anybody is. that was getting sniffly, if they were willing to do it, you know, some squirts every hour or two, they felt better. So I brought this out when people were getting, you know, some kind of funk. So it's a great product, easy to travel with. Yeah, that other, and silver are really easy to bring with you. Yes. And again, will everybody bring everything I brought? No. But, you know, this is what I do for 49 years. So everyone that knows me knows. Wherever we go, with friends, traveling, you know, we go camping, whatever, they know I'm going to have all kinds of stuff. And, you know, people use it. And I'm grateful they use it. It's so important. Right. I want to show some of the pictures because you were texting us uh, some pictures when you were over there. And I just want to bring them up here on screen and let you talk about, you know, what we're looking at. Obviously, obviously uh, that's the, the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Which is which is pretty cool. Are you able to go up into the Eiffel Tower? And did you? We did not. But you can. It's a separate, you buy tickets, it's a separate tour, you go up. Um, some uh, some of the people in our extended group, I believe, did that. But those of us in our original 12 group, 12-person uh, group, we did not. It, actually, when we were in Paris, it was fun. We... Um, and, and again, I talk about my dear friend Kelly because she's uh, very good. She's a, she, she, she's a travel agent, even though she's not professionally, but she could be. And she really helped set up this trip, and she did a great job. Well, before we left, she rented us tuk-tuks. You know what a tuk-tuk is? Uh, nope. Well, in Paris, um, they're like a golf cart. And they seat four people, and they've got a little roof over it. And we had a driver. And, of course, we they took us wherever we wanted to go around Paris. 
So we rented it for eight hours. We had a ball. Uh, and wherever we wanted to go, they would go there. You can get off the tuk-tuk, you, you know, whatever. You go look, you go see, you get back on. He takes, they take you to where you want to go next. And it was funny because we rented three of them before we got on this trip, which was very, I appreciate Kelly did that because when we were on those things that day in Paris, so many people came up to these drivers and wanted to rent the tuk-tuks right then. But um, you have to pre, you have to get them ahead of time. So thanks, Cal, for doing that. All right. So, and the picture next to that, is that so Switzerland? This is Switzerland. And this was, we were in a beautiful old chalet. And this was looking uh, out, out the back of it. There were wow. beautiful gardens. And then, that of course, stunning. you see, yeah, you see. Did, and you see that, uh, did you see any of the Von Trapp family? But some of our group were out looking for them. We were two days in Switzerland. And so on the second day, we had a free day. Everybody could do what they wanted. Did you hear any yodeling when you were there in Switzerland? No, I didn't. But I got to tell you, I was I stayed at the chalet. Everybody went every which way. They went to Interlaken and someone up the mountain and everybody did what they wanted to do. And I chose to stay right there at the chalet and just enjoy the beauty right before us because it was magnificent. It was very quiet. All right, we have a question from uh, another Debbie. How many pills, Claudia, do you take every morning and then in the evening? Oh, um, uh, let's see. I don't know. I take, I don't know, probably 10, 12 things in the morning, some in the afternoon, and then I take minerals at night and I take my probiotics at night. And I always do in Europe. I did an extra boost of the monolaurin and the olive leaf. Uh, I did some extra turmeric. So, you know, I, here's the thing, you know, the more you learn about nutrition, the more you'll remember, these are tools. We're teaching people a skill. And so there's a, there's a lot of supplements on the market. You, the more you use different products and the more you learn how they interact in your body, you learn what you need when you need it. Right. Right. See, that's what I've learned because I fluctuated over the years. Yes. And I'm in a, you've got me in a really good, steady place where I haven't added anything new in a while. I might be getting ready to try something new, but when you find that balance, I, right. I just like to stay in my lane. I take uh, I take three, four, five, I take six. Soon as I get up on an empty stomach, uh, the pro lent that you had me on the, yeah. um, uh, uh, I can't, Oh, the, uh, for my, for the inflammation, the, uh, inflammies, I take some of those for my joints yeah. and there's, uh, the mana, mana, whatever it is. Anyway, mana Lauren. Monolorn, yeah. Monolorn. I, I take that. I take that. Uh, empty stomach. And then I probably take anywhere from 12 to 14 other supplements, including vitamin C and, and all this other stuff that you have me uh, taking. I take that with a meal. And then I take nothing else. I mean, throughout the day, I'll squirt silver just to, you know, keep that going. Um, I'll, I'll use that wonderful mouthwash that you uh, uh, had me try last week. Yeah. Man, I, I'm a huge fan of that. That yeah. that is stunning. So that's that's kind of uh, what my regimen is. All right, let me grab some other pictures. Jenny, here. wait a minute. The- I just want to say I'm really proud of you for doing what you're doing, and I want to remind everybody: the only one that will ever keep us healthy is ourselves. 
Right. It's in our hands. It's sh- it's not meant to be in anybody else's hands. With knowledge and understanding of products, that's how you learn to keep your to to nourish your own health and that's what it's about. So Everyone should, you know, my prayer is always that everyone learns to advocate for their own health. So uh, on the left is Amsterdam, really beautiful. I had no idea Amsterdam is built on the water. And you see, this is an interesting picture. You see the there's homes along the water. And then right. you've got these larger buildings in the back where people live. And you see how they're a little crooked. They're, yeah. they're, they're holding each other up. And that particular day, it started to rain. We were on a little uh, little tour boat uh, going in and out of the canals. Um, so I couldn't get a lot of good pictures of Amsterdam. I'm sure other people in our group did. But um, all along, it's very beautiful. It's very clean. Very few cars. Apparently, they, you know, you have to pay a little extra to have a car in Amsterdam. So... It's just very clean. Um, They were saying that most people that live in Amsterdam, they have three bikes per person or on the average. So there's far more bikes than cars, and bikes have the right-of-way. So always remember that when you go to Amsterdam. All right, where's your pictures of the red light district in Amsterdam? Did you go there? No, but we saw it in Paris. (laughs) I just didn't, I didn't send them. You know, I started sending pictures to Rob and I was going to send like 12, but going through my pictures, there were so many cool pictures. I must've sent them 30 pictures. And, you know, I took, you know, it's easy to take hundreds of pictures anymore. Everybody has a camera in their hand. So this was going into the Vatican. Um, Very, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. I couldn't step back and get a bigger picture of it, but I wanted to just at least get a picture showing that uh, we were walking into. Let's take a look at this cathedral. This is a beautiful, and I'm not even going to try to say the name. I don't want to be disrespectful to the Italian language, but this is a very beautiful church in, um, this was in Milan. And, you know, a lot, all these cities that we were in, there's like, town squares and this was in one of the squares it was quite magnificent i mean you yeah, see the architecture see the, is just oh, stunning and you know we learned so much history that i don't remember all the details because we were on the move um but if i remember correctly don't don't hold me to this but i think this church took a couple hundred years to build if i remember that correctly all right what are we looking at here this is the in uh, the one on the left is venice uh, Venice was uh, quite amazing, quite beautiful. Um, it's amazing how they built a city, and not just a city, a magnificent city in the middle of the ocean. And it's, it's you know, what we learned was when the Roman Empire collapsed, um, the barbarians, what they call the barbarians, whoever that was, were coming through and killing a lot of people. And a group of people fled and ended up on this little island in uh, the ocean. And they built this magnificent city. Um, Venice was very cool. It was um, so this was St. Mark's Square in Venice. And it's funny because Peter, our tour guide, he kept telling us, you know, when you're wandering around Venice, he kept saying, "Okay, you will get lost because, the, you know, they're little narrow streets and they're going every which way and there's no rhyme or reason to them. He says, but eventually you'll end up in the square. 
<laughs> which we did. So it was, um, it's a beautiful area, very large. Um, this tower is, uh, we went up the bell tower and uh, we were able to oversee Venice from the bell tower. It was quite beautiful. I was happy though, that because these bells were huge and waiting in line to get on the elevator to come back down the, the tower, we were standing right under these bells. And I'm grateful we weren't under them when they went off at two o'clock. We got down, down to the ground at around 10 to two because they're loud and they're beautiful and you can oh, hear them everywhere. Oh, yeah. Really right. magnificent. Now there's some food. What are we Well, a couple pictures of what I, I ordered a, a wonderful steak in Italy. It was delicious. Um, you know, every hotel we were at, they would put out a beautiful breakfast spread with all kinds of cheese from the regions and greens and mozzarella and but they also eat a lot of pork and i don't do pork so that was my little slice of turkey on there and i was just showing um a lot of people for breakfast ate a lot of the croissants and the muffins and the cookies and the but i don't i don't do that so that i was just i took a picture of my breakfast yeah, it i thought good. it was kind of nice looking all right what are we looking at here this this is Lake Como. Uh, I believe this is Lake Como. Uh, quite beautiful, very just a beautiful area. Uh, you know, walk, going up and down the the waterway was quite lovely. All right. Speaking of oh, the waterway on the left, yeah, that's Venice. That we uh, that picture was taken from the bell tower overlooking Venice. Okay. Yeah. And then on and the right. Then, on the right was another picture of Switzerland with some of the gardens. The gardens were lovely, just really beautiful. And I believe this is our last pictures. Yep. So this is Switzerland on the left, just a and and it was very quaint. Uh, very people were on bicycles. They're walking. By the way, the water in at least that we had in Europe was amazing. It was clean. And when we got to Switzerland, they say it's some of the cleanest water in the world. And I do believe it. It was amazing water. If we could bottle it, that would be amazing. But um, that was a lovely little town. We were in um, Wilderswil. Wilderswil as I think how they pronounce it. So, and then on the right is the Arc of Triumph that Napoleon built to commemorate the 30 wars that he had, uh, you know, been in. And it's a, it's a magnificent, uh, you have to, to see it. Uh, I mean, you can see at the bottom of the picture, all the little, you know, see how little the people are. I mean, this is a big, big, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm looking at it now and seeing just how tiny, you know, and the of course, are at the bottom that just yeah, shows exactly. you that structure is just amazingly huge. Oh, it's huge, and I I can't even begin to get into the history because again, everywhere we went, the tour guides were teaching us the history, and it's a lot to take in. But when you see all these different, the beautiful artwork uh, in the stone, those are all stories of the wars, and then the shield around the top is showing, I believe it was showing, um, there's names on each of those shields. And I think if I remember correctly, uh, somebody can please tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I think those were fallen soldiers mm. that they were commemorating. It was quite amazing. And around it, it's a big roundabout. So there's, oh, okay. 
oh my God, there's cars going every which way. There's there's no rhyme or reason. And <laughs> I don't know how anybody drives in that, but it was quite amazing to witness. Well, that is that is awesome. And thank you for sharing uh, your vacation and, and uh, your bucket list. And I imagine it was a real special time with, you know, your boys and your friends. Um, but uh, the cool thing is, is even though you were, so far away, you were able to continue your healthy regimen by bringing your own supplements, making good choices. And I'm glad you brought up the water because I was going to ask you, what did you do for water? Because no matter where I go, I trust no one's water. I just don't. So how did you know? I mean, they just said, oh, we have great water. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Well, there's a lot of bottled water through Europe, but it was interesting, you know, when we're brushing our teeth, you, you, you could tell in different places the water was clean. It didn't have an odor. It didn't taste weird. It was very fresh. So, you know, we just played it. We just went along and sometimes we had a bottle of water and sometimes we drank out of the, out of the like in Switzerland, we drank out of the faucets, which was very interesting. I mean, I haven't done that in years. So it was yeah, fun. That makes just me a couple, nervous. Just real quick, just a couple other things I just want to go over. I took trace mineral packs. A lot of it was eighty-five degrees in Rome, and there are people everywhere. So, uh, traveling with trace minerals, very smart thing to do. You can put them right in your water. I did that. I used. I took nervousness and anxiety which you, I know you like this product. I Matter took it fact, out. I was in the store the other day, two days ago, and I bought your last bottle. And well, there's more coming in. I know. I, but, had, I had Ruthie order me three. Oh, good. That it's a great wonderful. product. I took this on the plane. It was a long flight. And I haven't, you know, traveling since Vincent's passing, I, I have not done that. So I had some little bit of angst about it. And as it turned out, uh, we had very uneventful flight there and back, which I'm very grateful. But I use this on the plane. Now that's and Newtons, so everybody knows. This is Newtons. Newtons. And then I took minerals. I didn't show them. I took minerals, of course. I took Andrographis, which uh, we've talked about. Andrographis. Many. I don't have a bottle in front of me, but Andrographis is a very, very powerful immune supportive herb. Very, very important herb. I took that every day. And then one last thing I want to show is 4X. This is a blend of uh, essential oils. And um, you can breathe it in. A lot of times we were just breathing it in to clear the air passages. Now, clear will do that also. Mm -hmm. However, um, I had this, I travel with, I always travel with this. Uh, you can clean your hands with it. If you don't have a sanitizer, um, sometimes I used it to wipe things down in the hotel. So, you know, these are tools that, uh, the more that people learn the tools of good health, the healthier this country will be. So, Agreed. And I look yeah. forward to the uh, to the podcasts in the future where we start calling out the FDA. As a matter of fact, we had somebody who wanted to know the phone number to call the FDA. So I posted it in the comment section. So if uh, anybody wants to uh, ask certain questions uh, and hold our government accountable, I think that's a that's a good thing. And you know what? Every legislator should be on the side of nutrition and good health. It, it's, you know, most of them are not. I've lobbied for many, many years. And it's like, come on, people. They're all eating junk. 
and then everybody's chasing disease all around while everybody's getting sicker and pharma's getting richer. It's like, come on, let's move in the right direction. This is not a big deal. Everyone should be embracing the idea of good health. Uh, and, and, and I think it's important to call out the FDA. It's like we saw candy that in Europe that did not, stuff that we have here, that they didn't have the dyes in Europe. Now, why? Why would they do that? They're making two separate products. Everybody always says, oh, it's too expensive to make different products. Baloney. If they can make it for Europe, they should be making it for the United States. But it's got to come from the people. When the people get tired of eating junk and crap, speak up. Well, I'm not sure we're ever going to get tired of eating junk and crap, but I know what people are going to get tired of. They're going to get tired of being sick and they're going to be, they're going to get tired of loved ones and family members that have to go into the hospital and don't come out. That's what, that's, what's going to get people riled up and fired up when, when I believe, and maybe I'm going a little early before we have our FDA discussion, but I believe the FDA and big pharma are in cahoots and it's it's all big business for our food and our diet on purpose. Again, my opinion, to get us sick so we go to big pharma for all the drugs and all the procedures and everything that we need to do to get well. And what's going on is, is big pharma and uh, the medical profession is getting crazy rich. And all we're doing is getting broke and our lives are miserable because we're eating the crap that our government says is safe. So right. down right. the road, we'll, we'll go down that road. So yeah. thank you to everybody. A lot of great comments, Sally. Thank you uh, for your great comments and make sure everybody that's watching shares the, the video because this is really important stuff. And as we grow and as you know, in the near future, we're going to, we're going to be moving into our podcast studio, which yes. we're very excited about coming along. Claudia's husband, Jim is working on. Yeah. Um, and then we're really going to expand this and we are really going to start taking on uh, some more controversial things that people may not know about. And uh, it has a lot to do with the FDA and our government. So you can stay tuned for that. What are we doing next week? Do, do we uh, know what we're doing? Yeah. So next week I'm looking at my calendar, by the way. Yeah. She doesn't have one of these phone (laughs) calendars. You know, like like most of so, us do. You bring up your calendar, and oh, my, I do, but I love calendar. my paper calendar. So next week we're going to be talking to Brendan. Now I don't know how to say his name properly, and Brendan, if you're watching, I f- forgive me, but it's uh, Gogren, I think is how he says it. He owns uh, the company Livermedic. I've been wanting to talk about the importance of the liver. It's a big deal. And he's the guy to do it with. He has a great company. We're going to be going over a couple of his products. So that's going to be our guest for next week. All right. Stephanie has a question. Uh, Claudia, do you know much about the, is it Bionatal brand? B-I-O-N-A-T-A-L brand? Are you aware of that? Uh, Bionatal. I'm not, I don't know. I. Stephanie, she would have to do the research and believe me, she would. Yeah, Bionatal. Um. I'm not sure that I know what product that is, but I've got a million products in front of me and my brain is on these. So I'd have to think about that. Okay. So I look forward to next Tuesday. If you missed uh, or if you want the audio to send it to people, although you won't be able to see the awesome vacation pictures, uh, all of this will be released on audio. The audio podcast is always up uh, Friday mornings at 11 a.m. All right, Claudia, like always, I'm giving you the last word.
Well, thanks, Denny. I, I have to say, you know, I, I will always stand on the side that there are far more loving, good people in this world uh, than not. And uh, traveling through Europe and all the people that we met, and I'll tell you, there's wonderful people everywhere. Um, and we just have to know in our heart that there's a lot of good, loving people and really focus on those those people because uh, the news is always talking about all the craziness there's a lot of good people in this world and we met a lot of them through europe we met a lot of them in, a, in our traveling group you know they were from some people were from australia and germany and england and so there's good people all over the world so you know when we mix our heart and we bring in good things and learn to take care of our health. Now that's a now that's a cool way to live. So thank you everyone for tuning in, Denny and I very much appreciate it. Many blessings to everybody. Keep the faith. Peace. Peace.